This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. This episode contains spoilers for the first half of King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. But don't worry, it contains no spoilers for the second half because we haven't seen the second half. Why haven't we seen that? Because we are. That's right, we are the Walkout Boys. I'm Joseph Moore. I'm Nick Sampson. And each week we see a new release film, see half of it, and then leave. And then we come to this gorgeous recording studio in the Hamptons, and we record uh, what we think might be the second half of the film. Hmm, and I think I think we're going to be pretty onto it this, this week. King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. We all know the ending. Do we? Well, I know, because <laughs> this, this uh, uh, version of King Arthur presented a lot of things I didn't think i knew about king arthur this oh i'm not even sure i know that much about the real real not real is he real <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> okay, we've already start. stumbled i'm already in the dark here okay so this is a guy guy ritchie film uh about king arthur and of course as we all know the legend of the sword i'm not sure that you needed that extra bit of the legend of the sword because when we we hear the word King Arthur, we're already thinking we're already thinking of the legend of we're not going oh which one of the King Arthur tales are they going to tell? If it was called King Arthur Legend of the Dog, we'd be like oh I didn't know he had a dog. <laughs> Let's find out <laughs> about that dog. Yeah, but no, this is very much the tale you've come to expect from King Arthur. It's about him getting a sword out of a stone. However, he gets it out not it's- getting a dog out, out of, of a, a pound, pound? <laughs> a bone, <laughs> getting a bone out of a dog. Oh yeah, sorry. I get, I get my legends mixed up. That's it's another one where it gets a dog out of a bone. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the legend of the bone. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, so, the, but the legend uh, of the dog is when he gets a, his dog gets a bone stuck in his yeah, throat. It's not a good story, but it's <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of them, and one that has to be told if you're gonna be a completist. Yeah, there's legend of the bone, which is about pulling the where his dog gets stuck inside a bone. Yes. There's legend of the stone, which is where his sword gets stuck in a smaller. Stone the 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 like it or just when a stone gets stuck in a sword, <laughs> and, <laughs> and he really and, needs the stone. And, well, no, he doesn't. He just, he just is a bit annoyed by it. It's like when a stone gets stuck in your shoe, but in the olden days, mm. oh, it's a bloody stone in my sword. This legend of the shoe. <laughs> this <laughs> film shoe gets stuck in a muddy pond. Yeah, and <laughs> legend of the pond, of course. And somehow, come to think of it, there's good reason that a lot of these tales aren't told. Uh, they are not as good as the original Legend of the Sword. Yeah, and boy oh boy, what a tale! Uh, though, um, yeah, so there's a few things that we we didn't we didn't know were going to ha- happen in this film. Uh, he gets the sword out. I'd say ten minutes in. Yeah, usually that's towards the end, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> okay, can you tell me what you know of King Arthur? Okay, he's a little skinny boy, and there's a squirrel trying to kiss him. Yes, because I think I have the same thing. I yeah. know him from that Disney film. Yeah, that's the. That's the legend, but, right? But do you know more any more about the legend of... Canada? I read a book of it when I was a child, and yeah. I don't know how canon that book Could was. Could you sum it up quickly? Okay, he's a little boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> how little? <laughs> no, boy size. Okay, right. Yeah, and he uh, he's unassuming. For whatever version you read, he's like, um, not the king. I am. But one, guess of the, what? one of those not kings. <laughs> But guess like you or I, mm-hmm. here's a podcast. I relate to that. <laughs> Probably. And um, there's a sword and a stone. And the sword is Merlin's sword. Merlin's a big old wizard. Mm-hmm. Normal size. But oh, okay. big in the wizarding world. Big in the oh, scene. Oh, big in, right. Well known <laughs> by other wizards and non-wizards alike. And then he puts a sword and a stone and only the rifle king can get it out. And everyone has a go and then he gets it out. 
which is all I needed to see in this film. That's see, that's what I knew about. Yeah, the but there's knights of the Round Table, and that yeah, that later on he uses the sword to cut, make a round table. Yeah, to cut a square table, <laughs> cut the edges off a square. That's because, one of the main legends, yeah. isn't it? I think it's because when he gets up to go to the bathroom, he keeps catching his sword belt on the side of the table. Ah. So he's like, "Well, this isn't good," and slowly whittles it down. Yeah. To a perfect circle, because it's a magical sword. Yeah, and then he forms the band, a perfect circle. <laughs> um, I, I remember, do you remember there was like a cool cartoon when we were children that was like, around the time they were doing like Ninja Turtles and Street Sharks and all the kind of badass, muscly things. There was like muscly mummies. Do you remember that sh- series? Um, I remember, was it Gargoyles? Yeah, they were muscly Gargoyles. Oh, there was yeah. one of mummies, and there was also one that was like the Knights of the Round Table and King Arthur. And they all like transformed like Power Rangers into, yes! into, <laughs> into Super Knights. Yes, and they had uh, they had uh, like they had cars. I think they could have. Oh, I'm thinking maybe something else. <laughs> you got very excited for a second because <laughs> I thought they had cars. Well, I think horses. Oh no, that's confusing. Shit. Horses and cars. No, I know the difference. <laughs> all right, they both have wheels. Anyway, none of that happened in this one. Okay, let's talk about Guy Ritchie's. Knights of the uh, Legend of the Ar- Arthur's Tale, and an Arthur's Tale, Legend of the Sword. Um, so we, it's a very, you know, this one's got Guy Ritchie all over it. It's um, the editing is distractingly choppy. <laughs> not not once does anything play out in order. Um, everything's constantly jumping around in time. Um, people co- having conversations that continue half a day later, but like in, with the exact rhythms of that conversation, and everyone's Cockney. Uh, I love that it's set in a town called Londonium, <laughs> which I guess is what London was called back there. I don't, I've never seen that on screen. Lond- no, Londonium's never been do called they make, London. Do, do, they, do they make up Londonium? Probably not. Look, we're going to get... We always get slammed for getting facts wrong in this. And we have never things. claimed to be a factual podcast. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that, it's in Londonium, which is... Uh, it looks like uh, medieval times. Uh, however... Everyone's like, right, give me your bloody money, mate. And um, he, uh, but but we actually start before that. We start before Londonium at Camelot. Yeah. And uh, it opens with a big war scene. There's um, some graphics that just tell us the backstory that uh, one one wizard, Morden. Did I get that right? Mm, Close enough. Morden uh, has become the most powerful wizard and he has a hat with antlers on it. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> no, I, don't, I don't think that's... that's oh, you're not ha- saying that that's... <coughs> or, yeah, right, okay. it, he happens to have yeah. a hat. <laughs> it's Bef- a weird, weird but, detail for you to include. Before he was powerful, he may well have had that hat also. <laughs> but he's a wizard with <laughs> antlers on his hat, um, which may, may be a sign of power. Uh, anyway, he's he is... Guess how powerful he is, Nick? He's attacking Camelot, and he has the power to make soldiers obliterate in mid-air. Mm-hmm. He's doing that. He has a big army that he controls. Mm-hmm. He has really big elephants. Um, Wait a minute. What? How big? <laughs> what, Nick? How big are these elephants? Oh, just really big. You know elephants? Yeah. Yeah, I'd say 30 times the size of that. <laughs> what? Yeah, you weren't expecting that when you went to see King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. And within a minute of the film starting, there are the biggest elephants you've ever seen. And now, Joseph. Yes. I'm a New Zealander. I've seen some pretty big elephants. Yeah, and, like down the old uh, zoo. <laughs> Down the old Auckland Peter Zoo. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings had very big elephants. Mm, yeah, guess what? Would you say these are... What? Big, no, surely not. Much bigger, Nick. Okay, oh. okay, and I'm not even bullshitting here. Here's how I can describe to the listener how big these elephants are. Guess what they have on them instead of saddles? 
What? A house. <laughs> they each have a whole house on them. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was, a, it was insane. These are giant <laughs> elephants. And then, and the elephant, right. So the elephants are coming towards Camelot. These three giant, like big, bigger than King Kong. Yes. From oh, much bigger. Skull and, and we know he was too big. Already. Yeah, already we are. I mean, I guess an elephant is normally bigger than a gorilla, so they're about as too big for an elephant as King Kong was for a gorilla. Right. Um, which, which is to say, too big. Too big, yeah. Uh, and this guy with the antler hat is making people explode. He needn't, because he already has giant fucking elephants that can trample anything. They just, Nobody can do anything to these elephants. They destroy a whole bridge. Easily. They walk through a bridge. They have wrecking balls hanging from their trunks. And then he has an army of people inside the elephants waiting to attack. He needn't bother. He has giant elephants that he could just squash everything with. And the problem starts as soon as he tries to do his other things. He's like, oh, well, better get my army in there. He needn't bother because he has giant elephants. As soon as he opens the door, old Eric Bunner jumps in, kills him with a sword. That is, Eric Barner, I'm is supposed to be a hero in this. He's uh, King Arthur's father, mm-hmm. and uh, he's presented as a hero. But let me complain about a key thing he does <laughs> okay, in right. this film. He's, I mean, he <laughs> le- he saved Camelot. He did, but at, at what cost? When he saves Camelot, he runs along his bridge to Camelot, which has been destroyed by a giant elephant, mm-hmm. and gets his horse to leap off the side of this bridge, then he leaps off his horse using it as a spring to land on the elephant. Do you think that horse knows how to land on the elephant too, mate? No. He suicides his horse. Well, not, so he murders his horse. Oh, you fucking whinging lefties. (laughs) Oh, when the battle's done, oh, let's start picking apart how Eric Banner saved Camelot. You weren't there, mate. What would you have done? You wouldn't have had the guts to make a horse jump off a ledge and then use it as a springboard you would have been like oh shit it's a big elephant and then you'd be like oh it's too big oh i wish it was a bit smaller and then you would have pissed your pants and you'd run away was eric banner he knew that he needed a horse to be a springboard to get onto that elephant maybe that's why he's a military legend that's why he's a military legend he makes the hard decisions and you're not no yeah that's and it, it's like the modern day drone strike yeah yeah exactly i'm gonna say <laughs> we need more more elephant strike more killing elephants Pe- killing horses Pe- people willing to make the I w- tough uh, yeah. calls to, kill to, to use a horse as a springboard and letting that horse fall to its death so yeah. you can jump onto an elephant to kill a wizard with an antler hat anyway this is over within three minutes of the film because eric barner uh is is killed by a horse riding by jude law no not by jude law by some sort of mm, i think it's jude law black knight i think it's jude law in a black hat <laughs> Okay, fine. He's killed by Jude Law in a black hat, and his wife is killed, and he puts his son in a boat, and his son heads all the way to Londinium, where he grows up in a brothel, and it becomes a Guy Ritchie movie very fast, and for about 45 minutes, it's as if there never was a giant elephant, as it just becomes a a gritty crime drama on the streets of Londinium. Londinium. (laughs) Like, there's just, there's so much banter about, um... The street gangs he's involved in, and uh, yeah, so much like, or right, where were you? Da- were you hanging around with 
Mikey, Mikey Quick Legs today. Oh, I was, yeah. Oh, funny funny thing, Mikey Quick Legs, he had a, a little batch of fur. Oh, you've got too much fur there, my good son. Don't you know, go kick a little butt up to old Arthur. Oh, yeah, don't worry, Johnny, Johnny Quick, quick Fart's coming. <laughs> The, the dialogue is about this fun <laughs> for 45 minutes as they as they talk about low-level crime in Londinium. He's like, you got a problem with the old Vikings, man. And he tells us a story about how he had a run-in with the Vikings. And then... Oh, and then the Sword in the Stone appears. Yeah. I, what I, did, I really liked about the uh, storytelling... Um, I liked all the... The, edit, the editing was quite confusing after a while. But I really liked how they didn't... Um, they just kind of assumed you knew about things like the sword and the stone. They were like, oh, yeah, I mean, you know that there's going to be the sword. We're not going to really get too much into what, like, how everyone knows about the sword and the stone. Like, oh, there's a sword, of, sword and the stone. It's, it's a King Arthur story. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they could have spent more of that time explaining the giant elephants. <laughs> they didn't explain that either. Uh, no. Oh, they did eventually. Did they? They're from the parallel universe. Oh, they came out of a mountain. Oh, the Darklands. Yeah. All right, let's 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 go into this. Jude Law has become the new king and some octopus women um mm-hmm. who are wh- and we're not body shaming. No, no, no. They, they are octopus women. Yeah. And you know that normal normal slur, normal slur people make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Too many arms, love. <laughs> Oi, octopus. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing that. No, no, we no. We're literally saying these were wh- women Women with, with octopus, octopus legs. legs. They were Ursulas from The Little Mermaid. Mm. Three Ursulas mm-hmm. um, who live under his castle had promised... Handy. Yeah. Well, yeah, you've got to keep them around. You can... Well, there's a little room. You go down, you kill your wife, and <laughs> you ring a bell. <laughs> there's a bell there. So, <laughs> every castle has one. Yeah. Every home has one. Yeah. Um, but we just don't use them anymore. Or well, you don't know they're there. Because remember, Nick, we lived in a f- flat... Mm-hmm. many years ago that had underfloor heating and we didn't know about that yeah until I accidentally we switched the switch on we thought the house was catching fire turns yeah. out it was underfloor heating so just give a closer look at your house because there's stuff under the floor you don't know about mm. probably a room full but of octopus women but if you are thinking of going down to that room and killing your wife and ringing a bell summoning the octopus woman do watch this movie first because the, as you will see the uh, the price of power is high yes You sure you can become king of your flat I guess landlord Maybe that's how people get houses in this godforsaken city. Um, you you could become king, but it's a heavy cost. And of course, if the born king comes and pulls the sword from the stone, then you are no longer yeah landlord. The way they described how the sword came about was uh, <laughs> so it's just when they like finally came out and they're like, oh yeah, so there was a sword. Merlin, a guy had a staff, and then Merlin came along and stole it. And made it into a sword, and then he gave the sword to a woman in the lake, and then the lake gave it to this guy, and then he put it in the sword. It it sounds like us trying to describe. You took less time. <laughs> you took more time. Sorry, just then explaining it than the movie did with a very fast montage mm. involving a big like woman in a lake scene, which the woman in the lake must get 0.5 seconds of screen time. They had to put a camera under the sea <laughs> and have a woman swimming through the lake. You think they put a camera under the sea? <laughs> Yeah, sure. To Not- where the lake women are. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, some you know sometimes, for example, they uh, shoot Chicago to be New York, mm-hmm. and this time they shot the sea to be a lake. Oh, is that because like, sea people? They got more of them. They got a tax break in the sea. 
just as talented. Great, great incentives, great yeah. incentives for crews to film in the sea. Um. Um, so when we left the movie, basically, King Arthur, he gets, he finds the sword. He's not king yet. He finds the sword. He's got the sword. He goes and he's hanging out with. He's like a. For a while, I'm feeling like it's very Robin Hood. He's hanging out in the woods with a bunch of merry men. Yeah, but they're all kind of people who used to be his dad's friends, right? Who have uh, um, started a cave gang. And again, not a slur. <laughs> not a slur. Not you come yeah, home and your father's look, like, you're in one of those cave gangs? Please no. don't add us on Twitter about this. Yeah, like, yeah. We are not to any cave people living out there. It's fine. You know, If your gang happens to be based in a cave, uh, thanks for listening. And uh, yeah, no, we we know this is what they were. They were a gang of men. Oh, and and one mage woman, mage woman who can put her mind into any animal she wants. Although I'm not sure if she could do it into a big elephant. Well, no, because that would solve everyone's problems. Um, yeah, and, and they they are testing him to get him ready to fight uh, Jude Law, mm-hmm. who. I guess we'll have the backing of the bad wizard at some point with the antler hat because they keep talking he about... Killed, didn't he kill him? Yeah, but they talk about how he's rising. And you know wizards, they're always coming back. That's true. Never down. Like, they're like Sean Paul. Yeah. Or a, like a hot, spicy curry. <laughs> um, so they're, they're putting him through tests and one thing they do is, of course, as you do, send him to an alternate dimension where he fights two big animals. Mm-hmm. And then this was a bizarre s- sequence, which because we had so, I'd forgotten about the elephants, and we switched back to um, we switched back to gritty crime drama for forty five minutes, and then all of a sudden, King Arthur is in an alternate dimension, and he's getting carried around by very large bats. Mm. I to be honest, I was like, oh, another. When are we going to see a guy go to a place with regular sized animals? Well, when was the last time you saw a movie with regular sized animals? I don't. Remember, to be honest, every every place we go to is like, oh, a big rat. Yeah, we get it. You you have the power to make things big now. When Peter Jackson had those big elephants, those were as big as you could digitally make them. Now, the computer power is such that we can make them uh, 30 times as big. I, it's it's impressive, sure, but use it sparingly. Or really push that technology. I want to see big wide shot of the earth like with a big old cow. <laughs> Like, you know, so you get like a satellite image of Earth. No, I understand. But you can saying. see a cow. Why do you want that? <laughs> it can't be done yet because we don't have enough pixels. No, we do not have enough pixels. <laughs> we don't have pixels in all the world. Um, all right. Well, that's where we... I actually can't remember where we left off in the movie now. Uh, they were explaining something. <laughs> ah! Oh, um... <laughs> That sounds like them. <laughs> <laughs> they were talking about they were doing another thing where where Charlie Hunman or whatever his name is was going alright here's how it's gonna go down and then you were in this like scene where they were telling the same story in like 50 different locations and in 50 different like it was in the past and in the present it was and and then we left so they are uh, what they were they were preparing to go to war against Jude Law mm-hmm. and um, they said they needed to rally up uh, six families for support to give them troops to fight in the war and then charlie hunman who's king arthur said uh no we'll do it ourselves so basically as we left like 12 guys were readying to fight jude law and what i can only assume is a horde of very large elephants and then we walked out before we talk about the second half it's time to catch up with an old friend it's alive and cromwell Nicky, Nicky, Nick. Yo. Uh, Jamie Cromwell. 
I gotta know, baby. Is he alive? Well, every week, uh, as you will know, dear listeners, we check in with the actor James Cromwell uh, to make sure that he is, in fact, alive and Cromwell. And uh, he is, as far as I can tell by me checking the internet, still alive. Well done, mate. Every week's a victory, baby. Hey, um, Mick. Mm-hmm. So every week, we always want to find out more news about James Cromwell. And it seems he's busy with Jurassic World and his court case at the moment because there's not much new stuff coming out. And But normally what I do to find out news is I Google James Cromwell and I hit news. That's a little bit of inside baseball. You can't be faulted for that. Yeah. Well, guess what I did this week, Nick? I forgot one word, James. Huh? And I wrote into Google, Cromwell. Okay. Guess what the first result was, Nick? James Cromwell. No, wrong. The first result was the uh, official page of the official live weather webcam of a town called Cromwell in New Zealand. What? We we are home to a town, I assume named after James Cromwell? Who else of Cromwell name has done anything of note ever? What Whereabouts is this town? It is in central Otago. Oh, uh, it's so far away. Because <laughs> I was going to say, we should, we should go there. What? And do- we yes. Should, we no, sh- of course we should go there, Nick. <laughs> it's calling our names with his name. If we did an Alive in Cromwell from Live from, from Cromwell. Cromwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. But look. Look, it's we, Central Otago. We don't have to fly to Queenstown. We do not That's have enough fans in New $150. Just to fly Each them. way. <laughs> and drive probably an hour from there. Okay, look. If we get, I'm going to say, 100 tweets saying uh, uh, alive in cromwell live from cromwell <laughs> then we'll do it do they have never... from different accounts yeah they have to be from different okay accounts. good luck with that mate yeah, it's never gonna happen <laughs> okay 100 tweets we will what are we gonna do there a live we, episode we will just no we'll just do live and alive we'll just go to we'll, we'll go to cromwell we'll open up google we'll, we'll check in with james cromwell to see if he's alive and then we'll fly back fly back <laughs> All right, listeners. We might do the luge or something. <laughs> yeah, there's some fun stuff down there. <laughs> All right. Challenge set. Alive in Cromwell, live from Crom- Cromwell. Let's hear from you. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we're back, we'll make up the second half of King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. Walkout Boys is still without a sponsor, so if you do our real company and not just a fake company that we keep making up, please do come by and, uh, Hello. and uh, please. Po- yes, uh, sorry. Let me just answer the door. Hello. Hello. Uh, kind what? sir, uh, uh, have I reached you at an inconvenient time? Yes, quite. I'm in well, the middle of recording a podcast. Well, before you go inside, let me interest you in my wares. Oh, God. why are in you a, in a jacket? Op- yeah, if you're opening I'm up a trench coat. I'm not wearing anything I underneath. Can see that you're completely naked. I hope you don't you mind. Have a lot of pots and knives. And yes, like yes, I'm a, hanging from your I'm trench coat. A, I'm a comical old trench coat. Okay, salesman but you're slash a- flasher. Oh God. <laughs> Look! I don't want to look, look at upon your... my wares and in between. No, no. Yeah. A lot of these wares are. By the way, the wares—they're not for sale. Oh, I don't. Tis wanna... all a ruse. What? For you to look at my penis. Oh, fuck you! Aha! Gaze. <laughs> oh, I can't look away now. Yes. This is swinging back and forth. I know it's like a pendulous. Oh, yeah, it's putting, putting you under a. Kind of sleepy. You're sleepy. Uh, 
when you're awake. Yeah. You will buy one of these overpriced pots. pots. That's right, this pot is $12,000. And you will buy a pot when you're awake. Okay. And then have a nice long look <laughs> at my penis. Yes. So, wake up. Ah, uh, um, look, I don't want any of. Tip that. Oh my god, that pot. Oh, that's beautiful. I, oh, I didn't even notice that pot. What? I will have it, and I don't care what the cost is. Twelve hundred dollars. I mean, thousand. Twelve. <laughs> well, I'll take it for twelve hundred. That's that's <laughs> no. <his, laughs> no, that's a steal. Oh damn it! Every time. Oh, oh why'd you close your trench coat? I can't I see that beautiful piece of penis anymore. I really I want to see it. Just give it to me. <sighs> Show it to me. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Welcome back to Walkout, boys. Uh, when we last left, our hero, King Arthur, or just Arthur, Sir Arthur? The king-to-be. He was... <laughs> he's, ex he's explaining something. <laughs> he was hanging out in the forest, as he is wont to do. Uh, in a cave gang. He just got back from an alternate dimension where he'd met giant bats and was cool about it. <laughs> When you meet giant bats and you're cool about it, you come back and someone's like, we got to get together some merry men. You're like, mm, ain't no thing. You know, and most people relate to this. For most of your life, uh, you go about thinking bats are one size. And then at age, I'm going to say 27, to just for it to be thrown at you that bats can be a completely different size. And also, by the way, alternate dimensions exist. Mm. You'd think that would... And you know, you'd you think that would, it would get to a man. And it really does. In the second half, as they're talking, they're like, Arthur, we've got to get we've got to get a gang together to go and fight Jude Law. And he's just like, oh, I can't keep thinking about the size of those bats. They and, were huge. And absolutely I, enormous bats. And he's got to start thinking, like, how many dimensions are there? Yeah, what? I mean, look, I was all set to help you guys with the struggle, getting this sword uh, and taking this kingdom. But, I mean, after seeing the, the reality that, you know, I don't know. I'm the I'm a speck on a speck on a speck, you know, drifting in in a universe that is one of I can only assume uh, billions well, yeah, of multiple. It's a, it's a multiverse, isn't it? In it, in it, in it. Yeah, it's a multiverse. I mean, I can't get my my apples and pears around this. It's just it's boggling my. Well, you know what? There's a there's a universe where guess how big apples and pears are. Oh no, don't tell twice me. as big. Oh. and then Merlin, oh. uh, not Merlin, the mage, uh, mage. Mm -hmm. She opens up a portal. Guess where they are? Oh, the universe where apples and pears are twice no, as big. No, oh, look, these apples and pears are huge. <laughs> well, I mean, not that big. Oh, they're pretty big. <laughs> well, twice as big. So, yeah. To be honest, if you, you probably should have showed me this dimension before the bat one, because uh, <laughs> it's not blowing my mind as much. Well, yeah. The but idea, you know what yeah. is blowing my mind is that there is also this dimension as well as the. How big are the bats in this dimension, by the way? Tiny. And guess, oh, I thought these were fruit flies. They're bats. <laughs> yeah, they're tiny, and they see they're a tiny little bit. And because, yeah, again, it's a multiverse. Literally, every possible uh, there's there's a universe where everything is happening. Everything is happening, and so the mage show me does, some more. <laughs> the mage takes <laughs> show me some more universes quickly. <laughs> all, all right, um, Arthur. Here we are in a new universe. Oh wow! What's this one? In this one, trees are upside down. Oh Mark! Oh wow! They are upside down. All the all the leaves are on the ground. Guess how big bats are in this one? Please tell me. They're uh, normal size, but they've got human legs coming out. Oh my god! And a bat walks up. Hello! Oh, it's got a little hat on. 
Tipsy I, I, I tip my hat to you, sir. I'm a bat here in this universe. Well, it's a lovely pleasure to meet you, Bat. I'm Arthur of the realm where bats have uh, normal bat legs well, and don't wear hats. Well, to me, this is a normal bat leg. I'm so sorry. What are your bat legs like? Well, they're like little, I guess like, little, oh, they're like the legs on that uh, turtle over there. <laughs> There's a turtle walking along with little bat legs. No, it's, it's got turtle yeah, legs. Well, I apologise. <laughs> Please, mage, get us out of here before I get out. I'm now, getting a real now, conundrum with this bat. Now, this bat has got his whole life not knowing there are other dimensions. He's got <laughs> his bat goes back to his his cave gang. <laughs> and he's like, excuse me. And he tips his hat to them. Oh, hello. Hello, Mr. Bat. Hello. <laughs> then, How, how'd you go out there rounding up that <laughs> gang of, of other bats to fight the evil Jude Bat Law who lives in that tower? That is his name, Jude Bat Law. Now, you wouldn't believe it, but I just ran into some... Odd-looking fellows with legs like owls, but very different bodies. What? Owl, what very different owl. What? Oh. Normal bat legs, and well, then what? Well, the, the, long, the, long, long, muscly, yeah. hairless bat legs. Yeah, the body with a, a five body toes. Like you'd know from from a dog. Oh, a dog's body on a yeah. bat leg. Oh, you know, a dog. They have like kind of Caucasian skin. Oh, yeah, and, I know a dog. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, and you're saying this, this this bat had a dog. Well, I don't know what to think. Yeah. Well, uh, look, do we have a mage here? Hello. Oh, mage, what? Take us uh, take us to the... <laughs> Please take us to a place where we can understand what where this, this creature came from. Well, they're, um, they're an infinite. It's a multiverse out there. A multiverse? That's right. Absolutely anything is possible. Would you like to see some universes? I would love to see <laughs> So the, the bet with legs, mage... <laughs> Puts his stuff into the ground, and they open up more portals, and they say, uh, they go to another universe. Nick, where do they go? They go to a place where all the fish are swimming around in the sky. No. Yeah. Um, but they're swimming around, and uh, they're all wearing um, ski goggles. All fish? Yeah. Wearing, or like they're born with them? Uh, that's just They're wearing them for fashion. <laughs> but then all trees are ski poles. Wow. This is this universe is they're the only things that are different about this entire universe. They're the only things in this universe. Oh wow! There's is there ground? Is there earth? Is there? Uh, yeah, it's it's fresh powder. Wow! This is so the bat. How how do the bats take this? I don't know what to make of any of this. <laughs> they wouldn't, would they? <laughs> they, they? They sure wouldn't know what to make of that. How odd! <laughs> anyway, we go back to King Arthur. Yeah, and then so they're back in their um realm now yeah and he's just going that that le- that oh that realm with the ski pole trees and all those fish flying around but never getting to ski on that fresh powder they've got ski they've got all the things there but none of them seem to know they've got goggles and ski poles but none of them seem to know to ski look anyway that's right other magic is a dark a dark force which can do terrible things i don't want to become like them well that's why you must become the leader and let mages and humans live in harmony once I, more. I understand. So, and then so afterwards magic we'll is, all go skiing. We, well, we'll all go skiing from the highest. Just, just tell me, you you promise me that if we make it through this, there'll be and we come across some tasty powder that we ski that powder. Oh, we will carve that powder up. <laughs> we don't let that opportunity we'll go slice, by. Slice that powder, okay. Arthur. Oh, good. I swear to God. All right. Now, 
his attack on Jude, Jude Law. Jude Human Law. Jude Human Law. <laughs> as he says, he's known here. Yeah. But guess what? Jude Human Law is also being joined by Jude Batlaw. What? Jude Batlaw has? Jude Batlaw has found out about these alternate dimensions. Suddenly, all the dimensions are sort of coalescing. Jude Batlaw has come through to help Jude Human Law retain Jude. his kingdom. Because if Jude Human Law loses his kingdom, this is going to affect the multiverse. Well, it's a butter- the butterfly effect. Yeah, or as they, or as they know butterfly it, laws, <laughs> as they know it, but, but butterfly with um, <laughs> parrot wings effect. <laughs> Jude well, they call that the butterfly effect, yeah. but yeah, you know, but, but, but to us, it would... <laughs> butterfly with parrot wings, yeah. or the uh, the Jude. <laughs> they might, uh, and so uh, Jude Law, he has to go down to his room under his castle and kill another wife. Kill another wife. Oh, to get it. He needs well, more who, power. Who's this new wife he's got? Well, he doesn't have a wife. This is the thing. So he's got to make a wife to kill her. He's got to find a wife. This sounds like a dark rom-com. <laughs> and it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we cut to Jude Law. He's in a, he's in a used bookstore. <laughs> And he's um like going through all the all the old like tomes yeah. and leather bound and uh, this um sort of like bookish um uh woman with like her hair done up in a bun um uh, she's she's covered in dust um she's got little spectacles on and she's sort of she comes and goes, is there anything I could help you with are you looking for any scroll in particular uh just and then he um he like looks down at the pile of uh kind of tomes and books in her hands and he sees um. Uh, one on a uh, unicorn uh, horns, mm. and he's like, "Oh, uh, just uh, browsing and look, looking for uh, unicorn horns." Unicorn. Do you happen to be interested in that subject? Uh, it, it's the only thing I ever read. I love unicorn horns. <laughs> I've never met any. Certainly not a man who's uh, interested in unicorn. Oh, horns. I know all the the greats. Uh, oh, let's list them. Uh, and this is tough for Jude Law, of course, because he, he has no idea about unicorn. Uh, long, long ones. That's my favorite too. Their eyes lock, and it's. And here's the tough thing for Jude Law. He's kind of starting to fall for this woman. Oh yeah, and they um, they go on these dates like. He he takes her to his favorite parts of the castle, um, like you know the 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 bell, the bell room. He's like, wow, look at this place. She's like, She's like, what goes on down here? He's like, oh, nothing. He only likes one room, and she takes her to her favorite part of the castle, the bookstore. There, <laughs> yeah. but then uh, um, eventually she finds out that he's a. Uh, he's the king, and he didn't tell her, and she uh, is angry at him for a while. Um, and then he chases her through uh, the um, uh, sort of old timey version of an airport, which is like a, a ship, a ship uh, like a hot air balloon. <laughs> it's not a hot air balloon. <laughs> it's not a hot air balloon. This this world might be full of magical dimensions, <laughs> all sorts of animals, but they don't have hot air balloons. <laughs> sort yourself out. <laughs> sort your anachronisms okay, out. It's a it's a. Uh, uh, bo- that's boats. Yeah. Boats were the old planes. <laughs> but this is like a place where like Boats a- were planes. Okay. And submarines. <laughs> and she and he runs through the gate. They're like, You can't go through there. He's like, I'm not I'm going through and then um Even though he can go through there because yeah, he's, he's the, the king. king. <laughs> <laughs> he has those people swiftly put to death. Um and he and he chases her and he, and he says, Um, uh you can you're not gonna set sail without your captain, are you? And she says, Who's the captain? He says, I am and then he puts on a captain's hat and she kisses him and anyway he takes her down to the room and um, ring, kills her and rings the bell <laughs> and uh, 
the octopus women came. It's uh, so dark. Yeah, it is dark. And like, the audience is really growing to like feel for well, them as a couple. Else. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's full it is on. One of Guy Ritchie's cruelest, uh, <laughs> but necessary. Yeah, yeah. Um, and and so he's got a lot more power now. He has six big elephants. <laughs> what? <laughs> and guess how big they are? No, Nick. So big. What? That you could? They're just they. It's the earth. Yeah, and six elephants, <laughs> and that's all you can see. That's all you can see <sighs> from Mars. Nick, how much did this movie cost? I, uh, this is... I'm going to say a hundred million dollars. And tell me, how many pixels are they used to make all those elephants? Fifty-five. <laughs> wow, Nick, <laughs> this is this is crazy. It's this is the, one of the most impressive visual scenes of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, what, 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 King Arthur? He's not going to compete with this, is he? No, he's he's. Well, everywhere he goes, he can see these elephants, and, he, <laughs> and he's like, "These guys are so big. They, these are too big. Yeah. These these elephants are too big. There's no way we can compete with them. We've got to go to another dimension and find an even bigger, a bigger animal. There's none that exist in this world, but we'll find them. And um, so the mage opens up the portal. Yeah, and they dive in, and they start just going through world after world, seeking out the biggest elephant. Uh, the well, not necessarily elephant, just the biggest thing." They can find. Yeah, here are some of the big things they say. Big squid. <laughs> yeah. Big frog. How big? Uh, a frog as big as a garbage truck. Not big no, enough. Not big not enough. Big to enough find the oven, no. Uh, okay, uh, they come across a possum mm-hmm. as big as a garbage truck. Not big enough. They come across uh, a grizzly bear mm-hmm. as big as a possum. <laughs> <laughs> They're going the wrong way. Right. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back guys. These worlds. Eventually they come into a world and they're like, what is this world? It's sort of futuristic but almost retro in a way. And they hear um, some like 70s rock playing. It's like some Black Sabbath and stuff like that. Oh, what, what is it? And so they see some helicopters flying overhead. Like, oh, where are we? And that's when they see the biggest two big animal. Kong! Whoa! From the, Kong Scale Island! They made it all the way to Kong yeah. Oh, incredible! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. as we all know, the animals of Kong Scale Island are. Uh, it's bedlam. They're in because they're all fighting over who gets a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. It's uh they have back to the future themselves into the Walkout Boys Kong Skull Island second half. And and they're kind of watching from afar as all the stuff from that episode um is happening in right. the distance. So yeah, yeah. Um and uh, uh, Arthur, he's a smart boy. He knows if there's one thing growing up on the streets taught him, it's how to pull a trick on someone. So he mm. goes he quickly figures out they're all fighting over a prize. He goes, Oh, oi! Oi, big lardos! Oh. And all the animals are like, oh. Oh. well, they don't like being called. They are big, but they don't like being called lardos. And then, and then he says, "You want the you want a prize? This is the most important prize in the world." Holding up Excalibur, wow, the sword, and a, that's worth about three Pulitzer prizes. I absolutely, reckon. absolutely, the sword is mightier than the pen. And uh, he throws the sword through the portal into his own realm, and all the animals like just run after it and they yeah. come into a world where suddenly there's elephants the size of the world um and, but don't forget nick the very funny scene where um king kong's so big he gets his bottom stuck in the portal <laughs> yeah. like winnie the pooh and, <laughs> and all his friends on his side having to push him through while king arthur they're all <laughs> and he's like <laughs> anyway good- the, the animals they climb the big uh elephants and they and they and they ride them, 
Right. Yeah. They all, like Kong gets on top of one of them and he's like, and he gets all the other like like the big lizards and stuff from King Kong and they all climb up on one top of each elephant and they just ride them off into space. Wow. They yeah. can do that. They can do it. That's a, wow. That's a, that's a big. Well, kind of an elephant because so big, you can just jump onto the moon mm-hmm. and then kind of hopscotch his way across the universe. Well, King Kong, that what? Yeah, he saved the day. And uh, Charlie, uh, King Arthur, he goes up and he um, marries Jude Law. Wow. Yeah, he's like, I forgive you. I, uh, like, look, let's put this behind us. Let's get married and let's seal the. And Jude Law's like great i'm getting out of this scot-free gets married what does charlie do takes him down to the room stabs him <laughs> rings a bell <laughs> octopus will come oh he's king again oh god yeah. <laughs> very very got, tricky got you, jude law um so that's how king arthur became king arthur wow that's that's um that's canon and um and it's it, it's an incredible story and just before the movie um finishes the camera pans uh to another room um to the, to the library from before and you think oh no one's in here and the camera pans up to the ceiling where asleep on the roof is Jude Batlaw <gasps> oh no Which they is... didn't kill Jude Batlaw <laughs> no and he's and that's why we're very excited for the sequel King Arthur <laughs> legend, legend of, of the shoe is he that's where he comes in the yeah. shoe one yeah <laughs> wow <laughs> he helps him out of the the part where the puddle gets stuck in the shoe <laughs> So the sequels are never as good. <laughs> oh, God. Um, that's all we have time for today. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Um, if you've enjoyed it, why don't you tell um, other people about our podcast? Yeah. Or tell us. Or yeah. tell someone. Spread the word, baby. Um, and make sure you listen to as many podcasts as you can on the Little Empire Podcast Network. We are proud to be a part of it and happy that they have us aboard. And don't forget, if you'd like to see Nick and I <laughs> record... About four minutes of a podcast in a small central Otago town that costs a lot of money to get to. Please, please tweet us with hashtag Alive and Cromwell, live from Cromwell. Uh, We'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try Boners of the Heart? Here's the here's the tricky thing I have with a massage, right? I know the part of my body that needs the most massaging. It's yeah. my butt. I, I'm just going to put it out there. He went to my butt. My butt needs work done. Hell and yeah. I, Hell and yeah. I've never found a way to not feel dirty when they ask me, where do you want massage to be like, <laughs> my, my butt. butt. <laughs>